KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl won the Grand Jury Prize and the Audience Award at the Sundance Film Festival earlier this year. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando says the film is not just a coming-of-age film, but a treat for anyone who loves movies. I have no idea how to tell this story. I don't even know how to start it. So begins Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Greg, our narrator, is a geeky teenager just trying to survive high school, says the film's director, Alfonso Gomez-Rayon. I wanted to shoot the high school the way it felt for him, like terrifying and shooting like an institution, like a prison with fluorescent lights and kind of desaturated and with very wide-angle lenses, so so wide sometimes you can't even find Greg in the shot, which is exactly what he wants. Greg's M.O. is to be casually acquainted with all the cliques at school, but not maintain membership in any particular one. That way he can fly under the radar and never be noticed by anyone. In high school, best-case scenario, just survive. Survive without creating any mortal enemies or hideously embarrassing yourself forever. But then his mom changes everything. Your father and I want to talk to you about something kind of sad. Rachel's been diagnosed with leukemia. His mom wants him to spend time with Rachel, but Rachel's not keen on the idea. I don't want you hanging out with me. I don't need your stupid pity. It's fine. You can just go. My mom is going to turn my life into a living hell if I don't hang out with you. Gomez Rejon identified with Greg and the other characters in Jesse Andrews' script based on his own novel. I was just surprisingly moved by the way that the teenagers were portrayed so honestly and with so much respect and the parents, also their flawed parenting was quite uh, refreshing and humor was pervasive. That's one of the surprises of the film, humor in the face of what could be a somber subject. Gomez Rejon never flinches from showing how difficult life becomes for Rachel, but he also takes the time to appreciate how spending time with Rachel changes Greg in a positive way. Because of Rachel, Greg develops the courage to open up for the first time and reveal who he really is. But the film, as they befriend each other, he starts to lose control, but at the same time starts to learn how to pay attention. And so the film gets quiet and still. And by the end, hopefully, you can kind of see his coming of age and see it visually and feel it as well through his performance. In addition to the winning performances of the three young stars, there's another aspect of the film that proves irresistible. Greg and Earl are prolific filmmakers. We make films. Movies? Yeah. We've been making them for a few years now. We have like 42 in total. Greg, you never told me. Well, we never told anybody about them. They suck. Craig and Earl's oeuvre includes works like A Box-O-Lips Wow, Death in Tennis, and The Seven Seals, all riffing on the art house titles they have a geeky passion for. We get to see snippets of these films, and they're both hilarious and sweetly endearing. Gomez Rejon expanded on the film references that were in the book. I had to come up with a list of the references and, and who am I to, to select what directors would pay homage to, so basically I put them all in, or as many as I could, and they took different shapes and forms. Some of them were sections in the DVD shop. Some of them were the parodies that they make. But Ed and Nate uh, deserve so much credit for that. That would be Pittsburgh-based filmmakers Edward Bursch and Nathan O'Marsh, who got to create Greg and Earl's impressively outrageous body of work. The short films not only reveal the inventiveness of the teenage boys, but they also infuse the film as a whole with a youthful energy, says Gomez Rejon. That kind of energy of that sh- making a short film was very infectious, and, and the big movie also had the feeling of a big student film. That's a major part of its charm, 
The film feels like Greg and Earl could have made it. It feels fresh, sincere, and personal. There's a meticulous sense of detail that makes this feel very specifically like Greg's story. But it also feels completely universal. Who didn't feel awkward in high school? Or who hasn't been scared of intimacy? In the end, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl is about the unexpected ways people can connect and change each other, even after death. The people's lives can continue to unfold after they die. You just have to pay attention. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl is about coming of age and coming out of your shell. And it's rendered with a joyous appreciation of cinema itself. Cut! That's a wrap! Beth Accomando, KPBS News. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl opens this weekend at select San Diego theaters. And for a complete list of the film's parodies in the movie, go to Beth Cinema Junkie blog at kpbs.org. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.